Welcome to Home Dance Film Festival, the podcast that brings just a small part of the Sundance Film Festival to you. We typically discuss two movies that played at Sundance along with one non-Sundance film, plus a few other fun things thrown along the way. But today, we are previewing the 2022 Sundance Film Festival. I'm Jessica. And I'm Dylan. So the Sundance Film Festival starts this week. Hooray! Yes, and (laughs) due to that, we are running short on time. So we still wanted to put out a podcast because we're very excited about what is going down. But it's going to be very brief, and I'm really excited to talk about it with you. But before we get into that, I don't want to leave our audience hanging. I have to give them (laughs) a brief recommendation for a movie from last year called... The Dry, and it stars Eric Bana, who I've been a big fan of for a while, but I don't really feel like he's gotten a lot of meaty roles over the years. I was especially stoked after Munich because I really enjoy that movie, and I thought he was a good Hulk, so (laughs) whatever. I thought he was great in The Time Traveler's Wife. Mm. (laughs) So true. So true. (laughs) But I really like this movie because it draws on his natural nationality of being an Australian in this new crime mystery thriller drama. (laughs) And as you know, in the past few, probably past half of a decade, the proliferation of limited series like crime mysteries have really taken off. I enjoy that we can still have the occasional movie that can condense that and Mm -hmm. make it just like a really toy thriller. (laughs) This one is about a detective who has some baggage to his past. He was kind of accused of a girl's death when he was younger uh, in his hometown, and he goes back to that hometown after one of his other friends commits what is presumably a murder-suicide, but while he is there, that person's parents ask him to look into it because they do not believe that is what actually went down, and it brings up a lot of old wounds while he's trying to navigate this town that's full of secrets and different there's like red herrings and all kinds of stuff and it's called the dry because it takes place in this town that hasn't had rain in like nearly a year and it's been in a drought for 10 years so the town's kind of failing economically as well and I really enjoyed it, and I think this is one of Eric Bana's best roles that I've seen in quite a while, and it's just fun to see, like, a different country's crime dramas, because we get a lot of American stuff, so just seeing Australia and that they're just in bad off as America... does the heart well to know that we're not the only screwed up people. Yeah, so I would recommend this if you're looking for a toy mystery, like a crime mystery. Now, Dylan... I'm not even going to ask because I know you're ready. So let's Sundance. Yeah, baby. Now, we're both pretty excited to watch almost everything in this festival Mm -hmm. because it's Sundance and it's great. But for now, we're each just going to talk about three movies that we are more excited about, I guess, to see, even though it was a hard choice. Yeah, we had to kill our darlings. (laughs) 
so I'll start this off. I'm a huge Lucille Ball and I Love Lucy fan, so I was excited for being the Ricardos, but after that disappointment, I was glad to have this documentary coming out, which is called Lucy and Desi, and it is directed by Amy Poehler. So I kept up with the whole Being the Ricardos project, like from whenever it changed off to Aaron Sorkin, and then Kate Blanchett left, and then the weirdo casting. So I was like, okay, we're finally getting a good movie. And then I saw that this documentary is coming out, but then I didn't know that it was going to premiere at Sundance. So this is extra cool. So I'm very excited to see what Amy Poehler does with it, what she focuses on with their relationship and their lives and how she presents it. Like if it's going to be just straight talking heads or if there's going to be anything that's special. I'm just really excited for her vision because I know that she's going to be careful with it. And I know that she's excited with it. So I am very excited (laughs) to watch this documentary. Yeah. And I'm excited to see what she does with this because like we discussed Moxie previously on here and Mm -hmm. she's developing herself well as a feature director. So I'm interested to see her transition to documentary and see how that works, Mm -hmm. but I'm sure it'll be great. Yeah. And just Lucy and Desi content, just bring it to me. Mm-hmm. If it's good. If yeah, it's good. there's been a ton of made-for-TV movies mm-hmm. on them, and I haven't seen them all, but I remember watching one when I was younger, and it was fine. But it's always nice to have, like, better things, better actors, better budget, whatever, except for the, the casting and being the Ricardos is wonky. Yeah. But, yeah. I'm interested to see if I view this documentary, like, the experience of watching it, like I did with Get Back, where afterwards you're like, or like, even during, you're just like, hmm, <laughs> that's, that's not exactly right. Or this is when this happened or something. So yeah. just no one else will get to experience this, but I'll get to like <laughs> old Lucy head over here. She's <laughs> she going to tell me about stuff. I love Lucy. <laughs> Uh, My first movie is Cha-Cha Real Smooth, and I'll read a quick description. It is described as a directionless college graduate embarks on a relationship with a young mom and her teenage daughter while learning the boundaries of the new bar mitzvah party starting gig. I am excited for this for a multitude of reasons. It's directed by Cooper Rafe, who we haven't seen this movie, but I'm very excited and I've heard good things. He directed this movie called Shit House, oh, yeah. which is apparently a lot better than the title would have you believe and a lot sweeter. <laughs> and kind of almost like before sunrisey. So I've heard really good things about Shit House and <laughs> this movie it stars him again but this time he's with Dakota Johnson which I love Dakota Johnson. <laughs> we just saw her in The Lost Daughter and she was amazing. Yeah. She's pretty much great all the times. So <laughs> This one sounds like a lot of fun, and I mean, Bar Mitzvah Circuit, that, (laughs) yes, I'm here for it, because it gets into our interest in the Jewish culture. Yeah, I'm really excited to watch it, because Dakota is the best. Yeah. I love her in movies and interviews, (laughs) and the the story seems really interesting and fun. Yeah, and even some of not top-billed people seem interesting, because I saw that Leslie Mann's in it. Oh, yeah, that's great. And Brad Garrett from Everybody Loves Raymond, so (laughs) it's gonna be fun. Well, hopefully I'm not setting myself up for disappointment for any of these, but Mm -hmm. it sounds like it's going to be really good. Yeah, I guess that's a possibility with all of these movies, but oh well. Gotta get excited about something. Yes, this is going to be a great Sundance, virtual (laughs) Sundance. What is your next movie? The next movie that I'm excited about seeing is a little movie called After Yang. Ooh, yes. And it's directed by Koganada, and... 
I'll read the little synopsis. In the near future, a family reckons with questions of love, connection, and loss after their AI helper unexpectedly breaks down. And it stars Colin Farrell, Jodie Turner-Smith, Justin H. Men. And I'm super excited about this because it's like shades of Bicentennial Man, where I think it's more of the hole that the android might have left and the family getting on around it. So I'm really excited and I love a good sci-fi drama. I'm stoked out my dome. <laughs> I'm sure Koganato would love to know <laughs> that his film is being compared to Bicentennial Man. It is an American classic. <laughs> yeah. At least with you, he should know that it's a very, very high honor. <laughs> yeah, it's high praise. <laughs> Yeah, I'm also really excited about this. This premiered at Cannes last year, mm-hmm. but I've been stoked ever since I heard about it. This is also a case of where the director has an acclaimed first movie that we haven't seen, but I have sitting downstairs on Blu-ray, and that is Columbus mm-hmm. um, with John Cho. So everything I've heard, is it's amazing, and I've heard that this new movie is amazing. And like you said, sci-fi, touchy-feely type stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready to question my life and think about my life differently and look at love and relationships differently. I am so ready. You are putting a lot of pressure on this movie. (laughs) I'm starved for it. (laughs) Yeah, please. (laughs) Give me a good Gattaca-like movie. Let's Mm -hmm. bring it on. From your lips. (laughs) To God's ears. (laughs) Come on. Let's do this fun dance. (laughs) What is your next movie? All right. The next movie that I'm stoked about is Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. Mm. And it is as follows. In the aftermath of a huge scandal, Trinity Childs, the first lady of a prominent Southern Baptist megachurch, attempts to help her pastor husband, Lee Curtis Childs, rebuild their congregation. I am especially excited about this because it stars... Regina Hall and Sterling K. Brown, and that's really all I needed to know, but the, the concept also looks like a lot of fun. Powerhouse. <laughs> yes. I've loved both of these people for so long. I mean, we get to enjoy Sterling every week on This Is Us, but also Waves was my favorite movie of 2019, so <laughs> I'm interested to see how he does in this role as kind of like a disgraced pastor, and also we love digging into all the corruption of churches, so it's just hitting all the levels for us Mm -hmm. oh and not only that is it's from a first time feature director and she is american nigerian that's also like a fun perspective to get because we always need more female directors Mm -hmm. and sundance is always really great about that about having like equality between directors and like different voices so this is one of those ones where i'm trying not to get too excited but Everything just seems to be lining up for me to love this, so (laughs) fingers crossed. (laughs) Yeah, I'm really excited about all of the female-directed features. Mm -hmm. There's so many in this festival, so I'm very pleased. (laughs) Just two of mine that I'm listing are Mm female-directed, so it's awesome. Yeah, I got two white guys on mine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean... Mine are two white, or three white women, but still one more for the women kind. But yeah, this movie looks extremely interesting, so Mm. I'm looking forward to watching it. I love anything that will make people look at religion differently and just organize religion in the communities just to question it or not trust it as much. I'm into it. Hopefully with this title, maybe it'll like confuse (laughs) some uber Christian-y people and be like, oh, this seems interesting. And then they watch it and they're like, 
this isn't what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I also love that it's it's going to be a lot about the woman's perspective. Mm-hmm. And that could also make people question, like, how the pastor's wives are treated, what mm-hmm. they have to go through. I love it. What religion does to women. Love yeah. it. Yeah. Once again, we're, bu- we're building up <laughs> this narrative of what we think the movie is going to be yeah. about. And it could just be totally different. That's fine. Just do whatever. Let's. I'm here for it. <laughs> what is your final movie? My final movie is called Am I Okay? It is directed by Stephanie Allen and Tig Notaro, and it stars Dakota Johnson, Sonoya Mizuno, Tig Notaro, and Kiersey Clemens. I love Kiersey Clemens. Lucy and Jane have been best friends their entire lives. Only when Lucy embarks on a personal journey will she face a test of her friendship and her sense of self on a path she may not be entirely ready to take. I love Tig Notaro and Stephanie Allen both individually and together, so I am so excited to see their direction on this movie. And once again, Dakota Johnson, all up in this, gonna make it great. And the story is going to be interesting. It's centered on women, so I'm super excited. I love movies that explore female friendships and relationships, so I'm here for it. I want it to make me feel. I'm not gonna get too amped up about it. But I am a little amped. Yeah, this sounds like (laughs) nectar for your soul. This sounds tailor-made for you. Yeah. Whenever I heard about this movie, I did not even need to know what it was about. I just love uh, Stephanie and Tig. (laughs) So I'm just like, oh, they're making a movie. I'm there. And the fact that we get to see it debut at Sundance, I am stoked. So... (laughs) It sounds like a really interesting premise, and it sounds like they have a talented group of performers Mm -hmm. uh, lined up. Once again, I don't want to anticipate this as one of my favorite movies of 2022, (laughs) but it's hard not to get that excited when you have all those things. Yeah, such talent behind it. I cannot wait till we follow up with this episode and just like <laughs> crushing disappointment on every single one. Of these. No, there's also a female screenwriter for the movie, which is cool. Ooh, nice. What is your last movie? My final movie is some white guy <laughs> named Jesse Eisenberg Ooh. is doing his directorial debut. Yep, done with Social Network, done with Zombieland. <laughs> Go into the director's chair. It's wild. I would have thought that he would have already directed a movie by now. I know. It's. I mean, you would think that, but no, it's his debut. <laughs> and we got to see what he does. Mm-hmm. It's called When You Finish Saving the World, and it is as follows. Evelyn and her oblivious son, Ziggy, seek out replacements for each other as Evelyn desperately tries to parent an unassuming teenager at her shelter while Ziggy fumbles through his pursuit of a brilliant young woman at school. And I'm really excited about this one because it stars my girl Julianne Moore Mm. and Finn Wolfhard (laughs) from Stranger Things. Mm. Mm -hmm. So I really appreciate movies where it kind of deals with, and I know you love this too, where like manufactured family is like the family you choose Mm -hmm. and kind of the complexities of parent-child relationships and all that stuff. So I am interested to see how this movie shakes out. Yeah. Everything about it sounds like you can't go wrong. Like, you can't miss. So I'm excited to watch it as well. I love uh, watching things about parent-child relationships to heal my own trauma and messed up stuff so I can figure it out. (laughs) What a dark note to end on. I love it. Therapy through movies. (laughs) (laughs) I hope this heals you. (laughs) I hope this heals your damaged soul. 
it brings back little pieces of my soul. But like this does seem like it'll be kind of a movie where through finding like these pursuits outside of the family, it'll strengthen what was always there. Yeah. And they'll appreciate each other more afterward. That's just what I'm guessing. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you watch movies like The Squid and the Whale and you're like, man, I'm glad I didn't have that. So mm-hmm. even if it's that way, like these people are messed up and I'm glad I'm glad my <laughs> my childhood was better then that's good too. Yeah. Or it could be something we actually enjoyed more like Kajillionaire. Oh, yeah. Man. <laughs> let's let the movie speak for itself. Let's, let's keep those expectations in check. <laughs> Once again, it's going to be a fantastic Sundance 2022 <laughs> no matter what. Yeah. And I think we're going to probably do kind of a recap episode after we're done with stuff. Oh, okay. Are we? Yeah. I, I'm just, <laughs> it doesn't have to be too in-depth, but we'll, we'll mention Mr. some of these titles. Mr. Shot Collar over here. <laughs> um, I'm deciding on air this is what we're doing, so fans, watch out. Whoa. If you watch anything at the Virtual Sundance Film Festival, which you can purchase individual tickets through the Sundance Film Festival website, tweet at us and let us know what you're watching. Maybe you're watching something that's not even on our radar. So mm. tell us what you're watching that's good. Tell us. <laughs> we want th- we want these movies. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for this mini episode of the Home Dance Film Festival podcast. Join us again next week when we'll have more Sundance goodness for you. If you have any thoughts or opinions about the show, you can write us at homedancepod at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter and tweet at us at homedancepod. If you liked the show and you want more, maybe leave a rating or a review. If you didn't like it and you don't want to hear from us, just don't listen and keep it to yourself. If you enjoyed this mini format because there's less of us to listen to, <laughs> let us know. Let us know I, if we need to change our whole show. I don't want to hear that either. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I revise that. Do not let us know. But if you are interested in knowing us more, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dylan Gonzalez too. Also, you can find me publishing reviews almost daily on geekvibesnation.com. And newly, you can find me co-hosting a show on the Geek Vibes Nation YouTube channel with my co-host Mike Vaughn called The Video Attic, where we go more in-depth on home entertainment releases. So follow us there. And you can follow me on Twitter at Jessica Narrates. You can also find me contributing to geekvibesnation.com. We are proud to be a part of the Geek Vibes Nation podcasting network. Original music for the show is provided by Andrew Carroll, who can be found at musicbyandrewcarroll.com. Original artwork for the show is produced by Ben Belcher, who can be found on Instagram at the Art of Ben Belcher. I've been Jessica. And I've been Dylan. And we will not be hosting a Q&A afterwards, but be sure to mark your ballots and vote. Bye! Bye.